Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. About an hour and a half left of radio between you and me here chatting on these great airwaves. Going to open up the phone lines in a little while. I'm looking forward to debating this next topic we're going to discuss with you and hearing some of your thoughts. Uh, and it deals with it, it deals with tuition, the tuition paid by students for their higher education. I don't need to uh, remind you that uh, things kind of went sideways a few months back when this coronavirus showed up. There were uh, many colleges and universities around the country still in session, of course, and then uh, coronavirus shows up, and almost immediately the alerts start going around to the various students saying, hey, you know what, Uh, time to clear out, grab that laptop, because you are an online learner now. (laughs) Yeah, things change rather dramatically. And there's a fundamental question which we'll dive into in just a moment, and that is, did the students who signed up initially at the dawn of that semester and paid the full tuition to get the education they expected, are they entitled to any repayment? Was the quality of the education that they received, quote-unquote, subsequent to moving to an all-online status, was that sufficient to uh, warrant a repayment, in part at least. It really gets down to a fundamental question, which we will see play out not only in terms of higher education, but also uh, in in terms of housing. We know, uh, at least as, as, as is being estimated by so many big money experts, that there is a wave of evictions coming and that those evictions will uh, have a ripple effect throughout the economy. It's another element where this, uh, where this principle may be applied. And the principle is, who's responsible? You know, th- this coronavirus has shown up. It's caused much hardship. But who should bear the financial burden most directly of that hardship? I don't know the answer. I have some thoughts, though. In terms of the schooling, I think that schools really should reevaluate what they were able to offer students and I think that uh, while maybe not a full reimbursement of tuition that there should be some sort of evaluation and understanding uh, met. maybe it's credits for a subsequent semester but I do believe that for the very most part uh, excepting of course online students who, who opted into an online setting uh, my wife right now she's taking some online courses very much enjoys it and she knew what she was getting into but for those students who signed up and paid the full tuition to uh, report to campus, say at Brigham Young University or Yale or Kent State in Ohio or universities all around this great country while lawsuits are being filed, some of them in class actions, bringing suit uh, against the universities claiming that, and colleges claiming that what was given in the online setting was not uh, what was agreed upon when tuition was paid. And if you think about it, what else? What could possibly miss out on? 
Well, uh, the educational experience, uh, there's, there's a drum that I beat uh, over and over, mostly uh, applying it to uh, like K through 12, where there's a social element. Well, part of what you go to college and university for is that social element. And, well, it's not going to take place on campus if campus is closed. And then, how about the, uh, the quick responses and the dynamic interactions that can only come through face-to-face -face interaction? I know Zoom has done uh, great things, and the Facebook chat, and FaceTime, and all of the other way teams is what we use in our workplace here at KSL. When, when you use the video chat, you miss out uh, on much. There's sometimes a half a second delay, and you just don't get the nuance and the dynamic presentation of facts and lectures that you can get in a lecture hall. I, be I believe that firsthand. I, I know that firsthand. I I've experienced both. And there is certainly value uh, to an online learning environment. It is very convenient for many. It is an opportunity for those who are maybe uh, a little older in life to fit schooling into their already established routines between uh, raising kids and going to work. It's a wonderful, fabulous thing. But it is not what was purchased by all those students who reported to campus at the dawn of the spring semester or winter semester, whatever the case may be. And they should be repaid for that. They didn't get what they paid for. They didn't get the experience they expected. They didn't get the value of education they expected. And I'm not speaking specifically about any of the universities that I just mentioned. Uh, the, 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 those determinations will be made uh, likely in a courtroom now, uh, but, uh, but time will tell. Anecdotally, as I've spoken to folks who have been uh, forced into this situation, the things they miss out on are... Uh, like I mentioned, the face-to-face -face interactions, the small group work, it's difficult to replicate that uh, on Zoom. And I'm anxious to see how this goes forward. There is a, a comment here. Let me see. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, here we go. From a, a professor at the University of Mississippi School of Law uh, explains, boils down really uh, this great debate which is playing out right now between students and universities across the country. It is impractical to expect the institution to be able to offer the services for which the students have paid uh, when the students cannot be on campus. So they're arguing that they're not receiving the on-campus experience that they expected, but who could have expected this? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I right now I'm leaning towards the side of the student. If, they, if there was a certain expectation uh, and that expectation was supported by that university and you paid full tuition and regardless of whose fault the coronavirus was, if you're unable to comply with your end of the bargain, uh, you've got to make things right. I want to hear from you. Pick up the phone, 801-575-8255, 801-575-TALK. Give me a call. In the next segment, let's you and I have a conversation as to who should be picking up the tab here. Should the universities pay back a little bit of money, or should the students just swallow it and say, hey, that's one of the challenges of life? 575-TALK, 801-575-8255. It's your calls next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You're listening to Live Mike. You heard reference there in the newscast to uh, this suit filed by the Attorney General in the state of New York against the National Rifle Association. We won't get into the details now, but I can assure you 
I can assure you, just after 2.30, you and I are chatting NRA. I've got some strong feelings on the nonsense going on in New York State right now. Uh, but the topic at hand right now, uh, just before the break, you and I started discussing uh, a, a debate which is playing out between students and, and institutions of higher learning. As we well know, there, there was a coronavirus, a pandemic that showed up. <laughs> and uh, one of the tactics for combating this pandemic was uh, the social distancing. And that translated into, uh, well, students who typically would be attending class face-to-face, seeing their professors, sitting with their friends, getting together for group projects, getting together in the quad. Uh, yeah, that all came to an end. That all came to a, a screeching halt. Students were sent home. Uh, in some cases, they were forced to even flee the, flee the dormitories and go home home. And, well, there were online options offered. But many individuals have thought that those online options were subpar, at least compared to uh, what the students expected when they paid full tuition and started attending classes when the semester kicked off. Uh, And so I asked, what do you think? I I tend to lean towards the side of the students. I think that they entered into that agreement where they paid money with certain expectations. And, you know, regardless of whose fault this coronavirus is, we know whose fault it is, though, right? You and me, we know. Yeah. Well, regardless of whose fault it is or which country's fault, uh, these universities, uh, you know, they are were unable to uphold their end of the bargain. And so I think that ultimately we'll find the trend to be that universities uh, are going to have to pay at least a little bit back to uh, the students. But am I right? Am I wrong? Uh, I've opened the phone lines. First conversation we'll have here is with James from Salt Lake, uh, who has a question. James, how are you? Hey, doing well, Lee. Thanks for taking my call. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. What do you think about this deal? Who who, who should bear the bear the burden of this uh, of this unexpected turn of events? Well, as the father of two daughters who attend college or who attended college in the normal traditional way, going on campus, um, you know, I feel bad for them because they don't have that social interaction that I sure enjoyed when I went to college, and that's a big part of it. But uh, one thing you probably didn't mention yet is the fact that presumably a lot of the tuition goes toward paying staff for lighting, heating, cooling buildings, cleaning up, taking out the trash, employing a large student workforce. Uh, a lot of that has to go toward that, I would think. It's a, gr- so a great point. Of, yeah, so if none of that's going on, you know, daddy would like some of that money back. <laughs> Or at least uh, credits toward future semesters or something like that. That, That's a good point. That was something I was speculating on earlier, credits towards future semesters. Would you uh, – did you you foot the bill for for the girls' uh, education? Well, I I contribute, of course. I expect them to work, and they both had campus jobs, which are no longer happening because they're not working on campus doing what they did. Would a credit towards a future semester satisfy you? you you? Would you entertain an offer like that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they both still have some time left in school, so and I expect them to finish their degrees. So why not? Why not just credit me or, or refund me now? Either way, I feel the university owes me and my daughter some money back because we paid in for an experience and for services not rendered at this point. Yeah. Uh, what are your daughter studying, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, one of them is going to be doing nursing and the other is secondary education. Wow. Wow. How proud does that make you? Well, I'm happy that they're both doing that. Uh, my mother was a nurse, so I'm glad one of them's going into nursing. And I had another sister who was a, a teacher, so 
I think it's awesome, and I I think they both have jobs waiting for them when they graduate. Yeah. No, I, I very much admire that. And I, there's a theme on this show of mine here where I sometimes I'll, uh, you know, whimsically wonder what things would be like if I had uh, lived some other life. And I'll think about all the different courses that a life could take you on and uh, being a teacher and working uh, in the medical profession, two, uh, two lives I would like to live. And, and you've got two daughters doing just that. Thank you uh, for raising them. Uh, and thank you for your call, sir. Hey, thanks, Lee. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, next up, Jake from Leighton has some thoughts on this. Jake, uh, what do you think about this whole deal here? You know, I, I guess I'm kind of frustrated because I, I believe that I don't know where the sense of entitlement has came from, where something didn't go the way that I wanted it to go, and so now I deserve something back. And I guess I really struggle with that because obviously, and I, I think that, the university obviously didn't intend to do this. It wasn't, there was an intent to cheat anybody out of anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes life just hands us lemon lemons. Yeah. And instead of just saying, you know what, now somebody needs to pay for me to get lemonade, we need to, have our, we need to figure ourselves out and say, you know what, it's a bad situation. This has impacted the entire world. It's impacted every single person's lives in one shape, form, or another. And why does somebody have to, quote-unquote, pay? And then yeah. where, is, where is that money going to come from, too? As the previous caller mentioned, they've paid the university. They've already paid the professors. They've paid all the, the staffing things that are going to happen. So if that money is going to come back to the students, where ultimately is that money going to come from again? Yeah. Uh, the, the word endowment comes to mind, uh, but but I, I I would push back a little bit, and I, I would say that this may not be the case of like millennials feeling that they are entitled to the whole world, and that if something doesn't go their way, they should be paid for it. I view the relationship between students and a university to be a transactional one, where money is paid in exchange for something expected, and if that expectation isn't met, then well then the terms of the deal aren't met, and someone I think should make it right. Or, or am I seeing this wrong? I don't agree with you. I, I believe, I mean, when you go to a school, when you go to certain things, when you go to a class, you're paying for an education. You're talking about this experience, and I don't think that that experience, that, that's something that kind of goes with the territory, you know. I expect when I go to a concert, I expect to have loud different things. I expect a certain experience. But if that experience is different uh, than what happened, that's not the performer's fault. So... In, in this situation with the education, they entered into a contract for classes, for education. They didn't enter into an experience to work, to have the experience to work together in the groups. They didn't enter into a contract. The university didn't say, we promise you that we are going to let you uh, stay up all night long and work with a group that doesn't do their part, and you're going to carry the weight. Those things just happen. Those are, those are life events that happen. Yeah. University says, we're going to give you an education, we're going to give you classes. Now, during a, obviously they didn't plan it, they didn't anticipate it, but it happened. They switched to online learning to accommodate the very best they could. Very it wasn't good. that they just said, okay, we're not going to have classes, uh, worldwide pandemic hit, our doors are closed, never mind, everybody go home, and we're not going to do anything. They adapted to the best that they could. 
All right. Well, Jake, listen, uh, I'm grateful to you for your call. Uh, I'm thankful to you also for listening uh, and debating this with me. It is a a tough issue, and it's not so straightforward that we're going to have it all solved in a single day. In fact, uh, the the reason it's come to my attention today is that, in fact, there's a a lawsuit right now uh, facing Brigham Young University. There is a student who has made uh, some of the claims that uh, you've heard here on this radio program saying that the, the educational experience was subpar that didn't exactly get uh, what they had paid for. And so we'll see how that pans out. Attorney uh, for the student says that they're uh, collecting a class, and there may be more than one uh, plaintiff in in this case. Um, I want to uh, go now quickly before the break to, uh, to the text line. We've received a, a few good texts. Here's one uh, that reads, It is my opinion that if schools are going completely online, there needs to be a reduction in tuition. We'll let that be the final word. If you have further thoughts on this, 57500, feel free to send me a note on the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, it's been a fascinating debate, and we'll see how it all plays out. The courts will decide. Quick break. When we come back, I'm going to share with you the findings of a new poll regarding mask wearing here in the state of Utah. Do Utahns want a, na- a statewide mandate? Not so much. Details next on Live Mike.